0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: The best hard rock. The best heavy metal. Talking Metal. A podcast hosted by
0: Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Duncan and you're listening to talking metal.
3: Hey, welcome to another edition of Talking Metal, episode one ninety nine. Getting close to the big two hundred. Yes,
1: cannot believe that we have done one hundred and ninety nine episodes, plus one hidden episode, which we're not going to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah. Hopefully, that it will remain hidden. Yes, yes. Yeah,
3: that was a special episode. We sent out to some of the the true uh, hardcore talking metalheads, uh, and um, I. Uh, let's just move on from that. <laughs> Anyways. What do we got? A little music up up top here, and then come back with some uh, some talk and news. Sounds good. What do you want to play first? You want to get into the Bonham?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, really sad news. Uh, Daniel McMaster, uh, the lead vocalist of Bonham, passed away recently. This guy was only thirty nine years old, very young, slightly older than we are. And uh, he had one of those crazy infections. I don't know if it's called a staph infection, but it's one of those things where you're like a healthy guy, you get some kind of a bug, and then by the time you know it, it's too late. And uh, this guy had had a, a wife, um, uh, I believe two kids, and um, it's just such a tragedy for somebody that young to, to pass away in such strange circumstances. Anybody passing away is sad, but this is especially sad. But I just wanted to tell everybody, go to www.danielmcmaster.com. It's M-A-C-M-A-S-T-E-R.com. And um, there is information about a trust fund on that site where you could donate uh, to Daniel's family. So
3: do that. Check it out. We'll link that in the show notes. This is off the Disregards of Timekeeping. It's called Wait for You by Bonham.
1: was Wait For You by Bonham from The Disregard of Timekeeping 1989. Bonham featuring Daniel McMaster who sadly passed away recently. Go to his website and make a donation to his family's trust fund. Uh, We got a really great show tonight. Uh, We have the unedited interview with Serge Tankian from the Talking Metal on Fuse pilot episode which is actually on-demand, and it's now being called Talking Metal Episode 1.
3: Yeah, there's some confusions. You know, we, we did the hour-long pilot, and then there were six additional 30-minute episodes, so I don't know how Fuse is numbering them, but according to John, uh, on-demand on your cable systems, the pilot episode is now being called Episode 1. It was great. We had Serge, Nick Oliveri, Dave Mustaine, uh, Nikki Six. It was a really great episode, and you can catch it in all of its glory, or at least most of it. Did they edit out some of the videos or something? I think
1: they may have edited out some of the music videos, but all of the interviews, I believe, are there, uh, plus the jam, and I actually have not seen the final cut of it yet, but I do know that it is, in fact, on demand.
3: Yeah, my brother, who has Comcast in Pennsylvania, had uh, had it on his on demand. He was watching it. We have Search Tankian. Coming up soon. Coming up, but how about a few little bits of news and letters? The metal nurse who was in the final, well, I won't call it the final episode, who was in the final li- episode of season one. Yeah, the final episode of season one of Talking Metal on Fuse wrote in uh, Hi, Mark. Thanks so much. Just heard the podcast. You guys are awesome. The show was awesome. And I really appreciate all the plugs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just to clarify, in smoke, which is one of her bands. So Smoke, in Smoke, in the band Smoke, I play rhythm guitar and sing backups. Craig, the guy you met, plays lead guitar. In the band 14 Bullets, I sing lead vocals and play rhythm guitar. As you know, I am a Coffin Case girl, coffincase.com, and I have my own show called Tales from the Coffin, which can be seen on nunlouder.com. Thanks
1: so much for everything. Angel, the metal nurse. I love the metal nurse. She was great, and uh, all her friends were cool. We don't know that. Dan?
3: Dan, the uh, editor engineer, is wondering if she's single. I, I would, I would doubt, doubt it not.
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, you never know. <laughs> so, metal nurse, Angel, thank you again. You were amazing on the show, and we really appreciate it. And uh, definitely, everybody, check out her bands and her websites and her show on Nunlouder.com.
3: Cool. I have one more quick letter, which um, I'm going to just read a little bit. It says, hey, John and Mark, I just want to write in today coming from a bit of a different angle here regarding talking metal. You see, I hate reading. It totally sucks ass. The only recreational material I ever read is revolver, guitar magazines, sport magazines, newspaper and porn. Not sure if that counts as reading. I haven't read a book in 25 years. Whoa, that's a long time, dude. Since junior high school until now, and it's all because of Talking Metal, I heard you guys mention books like The Heroin Diaries by Nikki Six. He went out and he bought that. He's also read Everybody Wants Some, The Van Halen Saga by Ian Christie, The Dirt, and The Slash Book, and it's all because he's heard us talk about it. Uh, He's from Canada, and he doesn't get fused, but he says congratulations on the show. I'm pretty bummed out that I can't see it. Uh, anyways, and asked us not to abandon the po- podcast. A couple things we won't stop doing the podcast, and you can see tons of footage from the Fuse show on fuse.tv slash talking metal in the video section. Check it
1: out. And that about does it for me. Uh, I just
3: read on Blabbermouth the Ace Freely record delayed.
1: I just actually spoke with De- both Derek Hawkins, uh, the guitarist, uh, one of the new new members of Aces Band, and Anthony Esposito, uh, the bassist, on Wednesday, and uh, those guys are doing great. They are playing Denver, Colorado tonight. Uh, you won't hear this podcast for a day or so, but uh, today is Friday, uh, the 28th of March, and uh, I will be hooking up with these guys over on the East Coast very soon. And I cannot wait to see these guys. The yeah. tour is amazing. They've got such great people on the tour. Knight Bob, the famous sound man from Aerosmith, and he's in a lot of old Aerosmith home videos. Uh, he, he's he been out with Aerosmith, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Fraley's Comet back in the day. He's out with them. they got a great, great tour manager uh, who's who's uh, been you know, good friends with Jimmy Page, and, uh, it's gonna be great. I don't want to give out his name, because I don't want people to bombard him, um, when you go see his shows, but, uh, that Ace, uh, tour is ripping it up all across the U.S. and Canada, and they will be going to Europe very soon as well. Um, a little bit of metal news, uh, and by the way, I do want to mention that I have, um, some special letters that I do want to read, and I will read on an upcoming episode, so, um, Hang tight, guys, and we're going to do, you know, well, I'm sure we'll do another letter episode very soon. Uh, And even if we don't, I will read those letters that I have. wanted to um, let everybody know that Whitesnake has a brand new album coming out called Good To Be Bad, and uh, it's their first new studio album in 11 years, and it's on SPV Records. Cool. And uh, you know who's in the band here? It's a, it's a great lineup. David Coverdale, of course, on vocals. Doug Aldrich on guitars, uh, who we all know from his work with Dio and a bunch of other people. Right, right. Um, Reb Beach, uh, of course, from Winger and Dokken and also Night Ranger on guitars. Uriah Duffy on bass. Timothy Drury on keyboards. And Chris Fraser on drums, who actually played with Steve Vai before cool so check that record out
3: we will let's get into the surge interview and then maybe come back is that cool
1: sounds good
3: use the links to buy all the music you hear on talkingmetal.com what i'm trying to say is use those links that are posted in the show notes on talkingmetal.com to buy the music you hear on the podcast so do yourself a favor do us a favor use the links we got a new sponsor coming up we're pretty psyched about that yes. It's actually an old sponsor coming back for more sponsorship of Talking Metal. It'll probably start in the next episode. So always support the sponsors of Talking Metal. Be sure to tune into Talking, Talking Metal Live.com. This Tuesday night, this East Coast time, 7 to 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. A lot of great guests are gonna be on our live show, including
1: A guy from Def Leppard. Yes, Phil Collin, the one and only Phil Collin from Def Leppard, one of my favorite guitar players of all time, plays those amazing Ibanez Destroyer guitars with three pickups, and now he plays Jackson. But uh, I love Phil Collin, and I'm pretty psyched for that. I mean, I'm not pretty psyched. I'm clearly psyched. We've got Dan Lorenzo from Hades, nonfiction, and also The Cursed. Who else do we got? Uh, We have a, a young band called Drive A out of L.A., Q-Ball is going to
3: stop by. He's doing a hard rock project called Return to Earth. He's going to tell us all about that. Brett's going to come along with him. And Brett will be with him. And I feel like there was one other We have Daryl
1: Keck of Metal Generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, Metal Generation.
3: right. Yep, he'll be calling in. So it'll be a busy three hours on Talking Metal Live this Tuesday night.
1: 7 to 10 Eastern time.
3: Yeah. Cool. Let's get into a little system and right into the Surge interview. This is Uncut, Serge Tankian, recorded last, oh, I don't know, October, maybe? Something and like I, that. Yeah, I don't know. At the Circus Bar in New York City. maybe even been September, I'm not sure.
1: This is Aerials by System of a Down. Metal. I'm here with Serge Tankian and Mark Striegel. Let's do a Talking Metal Toast. Talking Metal Toast. Cheers, good. Cheers. Serge, thanks so
3: much for joining us. Um, We have been checking out the the new record, your solo record, and uh, Elect the Dead. And the one thing I was excited about was, as a System fan, this is a record that appeals to me. You know, And a lot of times when someone does, uh, if you want to call it a solo record outside of their their, their band that you're familiar with them um, in, it is like a great departure. And this is definitely a rock record. Mm -hmm. Rock fans are going to like it. Metal fans are going to like it. And was that a conscious effort or is this just kind of where you fell?
2: It wasn't really a conscious effort at all. In fact, I didn't even know it was going to be a rock record because what I did was I just picked songs... um, that I wrote either on piano or acoustic guitar, that were very classic type of songs, you know, and uh, that I wanted to sing because I have a huge library of songs. I have hundreds of unreleased, you know, songs, all sorts of genres, electronic and experimental and whatnot. And these were just very simple songs for me that I wanted to sing over, and and they had this emotion about them, so. I was thinking of how to arrange them, you know, the genre that you name is usually based on how you want to arrange them, if I kept them as acoustic with strings, it would be more orchestral, it wouldn't be rock, you know, had I done a dub version of them, it would be more dub or reggae, you know, I mean, it just depends on what you do with them. So I was messing around with arrangement ideas, and I took two of the songs, and I said, okay, let me see what what they're asking for, what these songs want. So I did some drum programming around them, and I saw that... A lot of these songs are very, I don't know if you've heard the whole record, but they're very, a lot more classical music and operatic oriented than anything I've ever done. It's kind of like these operatic dynamics more so than system and whatever. So I said, let's try those with drums. Let's see how, you know. So I did one of the arrangements with drums and I'm like, wow, that sounds like it's gonna be like, I could push the dynamics further with it than if I just did orchestral or, or acoustic versions with them. And, and so I put in some bass and guitars. I'm like, okay, I, I think I know where I'm going with this. So it surprised me that I was coming up with the rock record because my intention wasn't that in the first place. Right. Oh, um, so nice. there you go. Yeah. You know, sometimes the song asks for the, the song them, themselves. Uh, beg the instruments that need to be on them. Speaking of the instruments, you played like 90% of
1: the stuff on this record, yeah. which is great, because I knew you played guitar, but I didn't know you played like all the other instruments as well.
2: Yeah, well, piano was my first instrument, so I, I would say about 60, 65% of the songs were written on piano. Oh, cool. Um, I like doing string arrangements. I've been doing it for film and for system records and stuff, even though it's buried in the mix with system stuff, but I love doing string arrangements. Um, guitar, I've played, the guitar was my second instrument. I've been playing it for at least 20 years, bass, you know, singing. Right. Technique, kind of thing. So for me, it's you know, honestly, I'm not the best singer in the world, I'm not the best guitarist in the world, I'm not right. the best of anything in the world, but I'm the best at presenting things that I have in mind. You sure. know, so I was able to do that with these songs in a very honest and organic way. I, I like that you said that uh, you know this was your
1: vision, and this was a chance for you to to really put down on tape your exact vision. And yep. sometimes, you know, when you're in a band, it can't always be your exact vision. Yeah. So I think it's great that this record, Elect the Dead, is what you intended it to be completely your way.
2: Yep.
1: And that's great. What I also think is cool is that you, there was a, a term, a phrase that you used, is that you want to create art from existing art. So from this album, more art is created by all of the different videos that you, you've got this amazing array of artists and directors involved, and you're creating additional art
2: from one piece of art, this album. Yeah, it's cool, you know, I mean, you know, when I was putting out this record, I wanted to do things differently, you know, I, I put out five records with System and a number of other indie records, Set Art and all this other stuff, and I thought, okay, what should I do with this record, where am I trying to go, and, and where I was at in my life was, I feel like everything's gravy. I think I, I feel like, not that I don't have problems, but I feel like everything I'm doing is a bonus in my life. I feel like I'm at a great place. So to me it was important to enjoy the experience, the full experience of releasing a record. So that's why I decided not only just to write it and do it on my, my own studio and play majority of the instruments, but also to produce it and put it out on my own label. Sure. Um, it's not just more control, it's more... Uh, having to do with having a, your vision your is vision, so strong right. that you want to implement it the way that you want to do it. So on a business level, you're able to take whatever artistic credibility that you have and multiply that with marketing, multiply that with you know right. uh, promotion and, and publicity and whatnot, and the videos. For me, were a great way to multiply that artistic factor of the record and present more art from the original art source. Mm. So by doing that, you get all these other amazing artists involved, and I have a lot of indie director friends, and you know, so I, I kind of just went to them and I said, "Here's a song. Here's a small budget, nothing major. Yeah, go wild, art project. You know, you don't have to tell me what you're doing. I don't have to approve anything. It's your vision. I don't need to know what That's it is. Great. Just yeah. hand yeah. it you in tr- you trust in, them in time. To come yeah. back with something exactly. Yeah. And and uh, so we found twelve. Nine or ten of them were already my friends, but then we yeah. found a couple of them. That w- it worked out really, really great. great. Every video or every song on the on the CD will have a video. Every it. song will have a video. In fact, what we're doing for a record release thing is instead of doing listening parties, we're doing viewing parties. So oh, cool. you get to listen to these to the whole record and in 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 sequence huh? and watch it at the same time on the yeah, big that's screen. That's
1: great. Yeah, cool. It's amazing that before the album is even out, like all the videos are shot. I mean, that's yeah. unheard of in in the music oh, yeah. business, and
2: it's so cool. Well, a lot of it has. To to do with the fact that um, my office with Surgical Strike, we did everything in-house, so we treated it as an indie indie project, an art project, and so we had the record, finished everything myself as far as that, producing it and mastering all of that. You know, I, of course, I got a mixer and a mastering guy and whatnot, but you know, um, but you know, every 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 little aspect of it, from the posters to the ad mats, like we've been doing internal design like right. my staff I, I don't I don't have a lot of people just a few really hard-working friends yeah. who work with me and uh, we just the more we can do in-house number one it's more cost-effective obviously and number two it's more of your vision it's more of pre-approved and then you go to your label partners in this case Warner and you got you like here's all the material and they're like thank you we don't have to run after you to create these things because you're giving it to us that's you know great. it makes so much sense i mean it's about doing it all in in-house and that's where everything's going and that's where everything started organically
3: that, now you mentioned the label uh... john and i are both big fans of buckethead oh now, yeah you're, uh, cool man You've worked with yeah. Him I should him have pissed. bought you CDs oh yeah. yeah yeah well enter the chicken
2: uh, yeah you're producing right i produced it yeah
3: now well i have a couple questions but first of all when he goes in um uh, has he got the mask on or is he is is he just Because no one knows there's like one old picture there's of him one like picture on his here. website from like fifteen years ago without the mask. But he any, really anytime
2: any time in public persona or any time that he's gonna be around people that he doesn't know he's in the mask, period. Right. Um, not not with me, but um, yeah. you know, I've known him for many, many years and we've jammed I have a number of tracks that I've done with him, some really, yeah. really weird shit man yeah. um that we've done together and uh so um yeah so uh sorry that th- threw me up so um
3: so as a producer h- like when you when you're in when you're in the, the studio with buckethead how are you as a producer are you real hands-on or are you kind um, of check in every now and again and i had the great help, on the,
2: on that record i had great help dan monty who's one of my really best friends and he's an amazing engineer. He was helping me track a lot of the stuff. So sometimes he'd go get, um, you know, riffs from Buckethead and come and mm-hmm. put them together and arrange like drum tracks. Like all those drums on that record are programmed drums. Oh, I
3: thought maybe Brain would be playing
2: drums. On well, a lot of them are Brain samples that we oh, programmed because okay. Brain has a sample library like oh, a royalty-free cool. producer yeah. sample like Oh, cool, cool, Is it so, Brain but, playing
1: the sample? Like, did he record his Brain, himself it's Brain's playing?
2: recorded samples oh. that a lot of it, we, we used other things too for the Buckethead and Friends record, but, and then what we did was we brought in all these um, singers, different singer friends and recorded them and kind of cut it together and just, I mean, the whole idea is, it's it's really funny. We had no intention of making a record and then Buckethead came to me one day and said, I'm gonna make a record, why don't I just make it for the surgical strike? And I'm like, awesome. You know, because we're friends and yeah. stuff, and and uh, and he said, "Well, what kind of record do you want?" And that was amazing, because right. wow, I mean, what do you mean, what kind of record do I want? He's like, <laughs> "Well, he's like, you know, I've put out all these records. Like, what do you, what do you, what do you want to put out?" You know, and I'm like, "Well, I have a lot of your records. How about mm-hmm. one of everything that you've ever done, style-wise?" Yeah, wow. you know, so one thing like Coma, which is really very beautiful and right. um, ambient, and and one thing that's crazy, crazy, one thing that's hip hoppy, one thing, you know. So we went for making a really, really diverse record, and I think we achieved it, and by bringing different voices into it as well as lead vocalists, you're able to even push those dy- dynamics further.
3: Yeah. Did you ever hear, this is, just came and in my head, or- a real kind of rare record yeah. that he no did with uh, the guys from Lord's, uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh,
2: Vigo. Vigo's yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, the poetry yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I bought awesome. that like,
3: off of some... I think, I think there's
2: Vigo's site, I think there's actually. more than one, but I, I, have, I have the first one. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. So,
3: and you're... Actually, they recorded that in New Zealand where... You're actually now residing,
2: correct? Um, I have residency in New Zealand and I've got a place there. Oh, great. Yeah, but I'm not a citizen of New Zealand. That was a misconception. i um, still a U.S. citizen, and, but, but I love it. I, I love just kind of disappearing there and, and it's, taking some time. I've never out. been there. Is it it's as beautiful as, as the no pictures? No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, you could just drive, especially the South Island, for me, just driving around and, you know, if you're going from one city to another, you'll like, I was telling a friend earlier today, you'll stop somewhere you'll get out of the car and you'll just look outside like it's surreal it's so beautiful like untouched like this lake completely placid with like these mountains reflected on it beautiful trees and you're like wow this is like paradise like I can't believe this is here like you know every step of the way
3: and what's the climate
2: like down there um the south island is a little cooler and they have snow uh uh, so it's kind of like the Scottish Highlands in comparison as far as topography the north island is a bit more um What do you call it? Kind of like Hawaii. It's a little more tropical, so it rains more, and but it's warmer. Okay. Yeah. Is it uh, easy to get to Australia from there? Four-hour flight uh, to Sydney from Auckland. Wow. Did you you ever go down there and hang out? I have. I've spent a lot of time in Australia. Yeah, over the past. Very cool. I have one more uh, Bucket question
1: um, this, I heard that his guitars Are actually like A third larger Than like a normal Like say you got A Les Paul Does he actually oh, Have you know, them I'm made tempted, A little I'm bit bigger I'm tempted to call My friend um, <laughs> Like I heard That they're like Custom made But just one third Larger. It
2: could be, I don't
1: know. For some odd reason. Like yeah,
2: I'm not sure of that, but I know that he's got that button that, on it. Yeah, that, that, like it's like, like an da, on and da, da, off da, da, button. Da, 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 right? Yeah, it's like I da, da, love da, da, da. that. I love that. <laughs> we, did it, we jammed together once. We did this impromptu show at the high school that he went to in, in Southern California. Oh, yeah. It was uh, Brain, Myself, Buckethead, and uh, the bassist name, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it had something to do with butt. <laughs> but I anyway, um, it was it was a great show. Like we just we literally no practice, all improv, in, all improv. Wow. So no songs. Then I mean, like, it was li- like a live concert, live front concert an audience, yeah, in front no of in front of like a high school, in an auditorium, and so we just literally snuck in through the back, and just got up on stage and he'd start something or brain would start something and we'd just join in just all improv. Cool. It was awesome. Were you playing guitar and singing? At the time, I was just, I was doing poetry and singing, but wow. I, was, I, I had like all these books, my own poetry book inclusive and I was just like reading and then talking and then singing and wow. just going crazy and then changing stuff. I wasn't, I didn't play guitar on that show.
1: I, I like the fact that uh, poetry is something that's really important to you as well as like lyrics and, and music and, uh, you know,
2: how often do you just sit down and write? I used to write a lot more than I do now, as far as just poetry, you know? I used to write every night before I slept. It was kind of like my thing. It was a way of reflecting on the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I have thousands and thousands of poems, many, many notebooks that, you know, will probably never see the light of day, but, you know, just they're all there. Right. And I still write once in a while, but I tend to write more when I'm kind of away on holiday or some, when I actually have a breath because I'm really busy with the music side more than anything else.
1: Do you approach the poetry writing like completely different from the lyric writing or are they similar or how does that
2: work? Poetry is a much more expressive and personal intimate form of uh, presentation than than songs are. Songs, however, can translate a lot more powerfully, you know, because of the combination of the intuitive aspect of music with the intellectual aspect of the lyrics.
1: I want to talk about FCC,
2: Yeah, which is great.
1: I don't know <laughs> if too. anybody here knows what that stands for, but it's not Federal Communications or Commission or whatever that is. But So tell us about FCC. You got Larry with you, right?
2: I've got Larry, yeah. uh, Larry Lalonde from uh, FCC is the name of my band, my backup band. And I got Larry Lalonde from Primus, my friend Dan Monty, who engineered the Buckethead oh, okay. Friends record. Um, and he, he engineered my record and played on it as well. And uh, I've got my friend Troy Zeigler on drums and my friend Erwin from Slow Motion Rain, that's a band on surgical strike on, on pianos. And uh, this guy, this awesome guy, um, Italian session player, Mario, playing bass. Cool. Yeah, they're cool guys. And we came up with the name FCC because, well, FCC is the Federal Communications Commission, the uh, government body that's responsible for um, you know, giving us penalties if we cuss on air. Mm-hmm. And there are huge fines these days, as you all know. Can we cuss on air now? Yeah, you can yes. Okay, great. So um, we thought we'd kind of make the word FCC a cuss, a cuss word, word. That way, right. you know, they'd have to either penalize themselves or when people think of F- FCC, they'd think of something else. So we decided to call the band The Flying Cunts of Chaos. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I like that. I like that.
3: And this will be the band you're taking out on the road yeah. starting, tomorrow starting tomorrow in Chicago. Yeah. And... Tom Morello's going to be playing shows. Tom Morello, again.
2: as the Night Watchman, is going to yeah. be um, playing with us, opening up. And uh, a couple of the West Coast shows are going to be um, we're going to be supported by Fair to Midland, which another is, band on the my CD label, right here, which is uh,
1: uh, cool, very
2: cool. And I love the uh, title of this: "Fables from a
1: Mayfly." What I tell you three times is true.
2: I just <laughs> thought that was a, a cool extra. They are an amazing. If you if you guys have never seen them live, mm-hmm. if they're in town, please go see them we because their their show is undeniably one of the most powerful rock shows around i guarantee it cool
1: now how did you discover those guys
2: um my cousin who works for me michael he actually um had heard of him through a friend checked out their myspace page and brought me their music i thought it was really cool i wanted to see them live they were happening you know they were they happened to come through la so i got a chance to see them twice in the same week and i was i was blown away by their live performance i liked their music to begin with but when i saw them perform live i'm like you can't Stand in front of these guys, watch them, and not go, "Wow, I'm a fan." You know, wow. like it was that powerful. So yeah, that's when I saw Cool. Up.
1: cool. Yeah. I wish we could uh, see them opening for you at some of those West Coast. Days I know. Tonight. We're
2: we're actually they're opening for us in Europe as well, but it just worked out this way because of both Tom's schedule and Fair to Midland's schedule, so that there's actually a chance we'll be out there. So maybe we'll. Uh,
1: come oh, cool. To one of the gigs. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah we're, we're there. Uh, no, not Europe, but on the West Coast. Cool. Yeah, West cool. Coast.
2: Yeah. There's an LA show and there's a San Francisco show. But
1: we'll definitely look for them on their own, and we'll see you when you're playing in New York. Awesome, man! Search—you've done
3: a lot of collaborations. You know, everybody from the Deftones to Snot to Buckethead. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you about collaborating with the uh, the great, uh, Godfather of Metal, Tony Iommi. Oh yeah, on the song Patterns. I was I was a big fan of that record. Uh, Patterns was great, uh, Dave Grohl's song on there was awesome. Yeah, Laminate yeah. I think. Henry it was Rollins
2: had a song, yeah. I remember, Anansie had a song.
3: Billy Idol was on there. Billy, a Billy song, yeah. Corgan uh, I remember bunch, that. That's cool. a bunch of sort of sort of sort of sort how was of working with him did you sit down and work on music or was of kind of just of you of tapes of no no, sort
2: of sort of you of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of sort of shows we had played opening of for Black Sabbath in Europe and stuff and uh, so uh I think so he had sent me a tape to, uh, of a song to listen to and I thought it was really cool and I mm-hmm. started playing around with you know vocal ideas and lyrics and stuff and, uh, and then I went and met him, hung out with him, and, you know, just chilled right. and just talked about music and hung out, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't in a studio. Or we weren't working or anything like that. We were just right. enjoying each other, you know, and, yeah. and, and just talking about music, hanging out, having some lunch and stuff. Cool. And then I went into the studio and just tracked it. Very cool. And um,
3: growing up, were you a fan of, like, Ozzy era, Dio era,
2: post-Dio era, Sabbath? Growing up. I hate to tell you this, but growing up, I wasn't even a metal fan. Really? The okay. first concert I went to was um, Iron Maiden in 1984, and my girlfriend was a fan. Oh, so okay. she took me, and I was like, whoa, wow, you know, my eyes started opening up. And uh, But growing up, like in the 70s, I was, I was more into, you know, like soul. I was more yeah, into, sure. um, you know, disco, and, and, and you know, um, and in the 80s, early 80s, I was, I was more into new wave and goth, that kind of stuff. So it's it's later in life that I, well, late 80s, I got into metal and rock heavily. Really? And then yeah. punk and pop and sure hip-hop and, and and everything else. So I my roots are kind of different, you know? Right. But Which I is... also have a lot of roots of folk and Armenian music and Middle Eastern music and Greek music and French music. A lot of world music and jazz as far as, you know, beginnings. So it kind of mixed in with, but once I embraced a type of music, like I would... I'd get into death metal, let's say, right. and for like six, seven months, I'd buy everything and just right. listen to it like, like, like I'm hungry, you know, right. like I'm eating it. <laughs> I'd do the same thing with every genre. Like, wow. you know, I'd get into hip-hop and I'd just go hip-hop, you know. I just yeah. And then, and then of course, you keep whatever you like from your collection and you keep on listening more to certain records, but not the whole genre of, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Definitely.
1: Did you
0: start out on piano? Yeah,
2: yeah. first cool. instrument. Cool. Yeah. In lessons, like? like. Never. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, we
0: have... I have like, one more okay. so I just want well, the Maiden thing, about the first experience seeing Maiden. We talk about that was my first more. concert. If we, could, uh, if we could just talk about a little bit more, about seeing
1: Maiden and, like, how... Peace of Mind tour, was that?
3: 1984? I, I, fr- I forgot what it was, what it was fourth called. fourth record, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, um, th- that was that was still when Maiden was, was shorter songs, yeah. you know, like they, the next record, Power Slave, and Somewhere in Time, that they makes... got really epic, and but they were still kind of like, almost had that punk attitude about them oh, at yeah. that time. Maiden you know? is a
2: very unique band, I've realized over the years, because of uh, their rhythm, you know, like the way that they play the music, their rhythmical pattern, guitars and bass, the the whole kind of riding a horse kind of thing, we, we've used it a lot in system, not necessarily right. copying it, but being influenced by you know wow, a lot of bands have yeah. done that actually i've noticed over, over time maiden is a very specific influence that i think you could point out in bands because it's a very rhythmical thing
3: yeah absolutely and, and, and before we let you go serge i just wanted to say uh, a couple months ago uh, a listener in that listens to our podcast out in i think california sent us two copies of screamers cool. because he knew that john and i were both fans of of system and awesome. uh I was very touched by the story of your grandfather Thank you, and brother. I was sorry to hear that he, he recently passed. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I uh, just uh, wanted to thank you for getting behind this film and, Absolutely. and making it happen. And I think it's an important message that even even I am embarrassed to say that I didn't understand fully. You know? That's okay. And, I mean, you and, know. Uh, and this really helped open my eyes to it. And thank you, Mark. Following stuff in the news, even today, I read something that the House of uh, Representatives there was a committee that, that yeah ne-
2: passed a uh, resolution recognizing the Armenian genocide. Now it's basically up to the Speaker of the House to bring it up to a House floor vote. If a she full would. vote, yeah. yeah. Right. And the funny thing, about, not funny, but the the great thing about it is that since uh, Bush and his administration is completely opposed mm-hmm. to the passing of this bill, he actually spoke about it on the on the. You know, lawn of the White House. Right. And instead of defeating the bill, what it did was the bill passed and it publicized it. So it was on the front page of New York Times. Yeah, and sure. I just did CBS morning, uh, early morning TV this morning. I woke up at five because they, they wanted to talk about oh, that. Oh, is that why you're up at five now? That's why I haven't it's slept good. in three days. Oh, no. <laughs> good but, reason uh, to get up at five. Definitely. Yeah, it point is point a good reason. And this is,
3: this is the DVD here Screamers. Yeah, yeah Screamers a, is yeah. coming Highly out in recommend.
2: November. Okay. When
1: okay. when Anna. Thank you. Yeah, you I wanted to tell you when when Anna saw your grandfather um, talking about Fikret, uh, I could see an emotional. Something happened when she saw that, and yeah. I mean, thank you because she just—it was so nice for her to see someone, who's Armenian, talking about the towns that she knows and places that she remembered, and uh, I was touched by it just because for for the last uh, since four or five years. Uh, I've been uh, basically almost living with, like, a, an Armenian family. And um, it, I was emotionally touched by watching Screamers and I mean, to the point where I was, like, tearing up and, and yeah. all that stuff. I mean, some of those images, I almost didn't even want to show her because I had watched it before yeah, I showed stuff. her because I know that sometimes she doesn't want to see yeah. stuff like that. It, it, it won't uh, make you happy.
2: But the greatest yeah. thing about the film for me, learning experience from making the film was what i what i got out of it was that all genocide and all holocaust is one you know it's a right. crime against humanity that has nothing to do with who the perpetrators are and who the victims are it's this crime that that should have a separate type of standard of intervention with the united nations and other international bodies and so that's that's what i took away from it that you know when i was looking at pictures of rwanda and darfur i felt the same thing as i did having to do with the holocaust and the armenian genocide so, that's. I think that's really important to know. I, I do absolutely think that as well. Thanks, man. Thank right you. Right on. Thank you. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thank you so go much. There. Thanks, man. Thanks.
0: Thanks, can, sir. Just, can I just get you to do a on um, his assertion? You're watching Talking Metal ID. To <laughs> do
3: you want sure. us out of the shots? Or? Yeah, well, they'll just frame it. Oh, okay. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, okay. It. Yeah.
3: With a drink in
2: my hand, possibly? Yeah, let's cool. go <laughs> Yeah. As
0: long as you're all the the, hiding the sand out. Talking metal, right? Yep.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Duncan,
0: and you're listening to Talking Metal. And then one more quick so, so, one I more time? Time. Louder? No, I'll raise my volume. Okay.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah Duncan, and you're listening to Talking Metal. Uh, uh, can you
0: do a watching Talking Metal? Sorry.
2: You're watching oh okay, oh yeah. If that's true. Good point, thank you. You are watching Talking Metal. Serge Tankian here. Thank you. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. And then
0: we do a we do a Talking Metal top three. We let people make up their own random top three lists. Like uh Angela from Arch Enemy did her top three favorite vegetarian meals. Throwdown did their top three shark movies. I know if maybe you want to do like uh, top three political albums or hmm. um, top three new bands you're listening to. Hmm. You can kind of do a top three of anything you want. And all you have to do is just say, hey, this is Surge, um, and here's my top three whatever list, number one, number two, number three.
1: New um, bands?
2: I'm all checking some like out. People you to
0: collaborate with, um, record shops, Things you change about um, the American government.
2: <laughs> Look at you go. <laughs> um, She's really researched this
0: pretty intensely. I like to give people options. Okay,
2: can I write it down? Yeah, sure. Oh, you want me to do it on camera? Yeah. On oh, camera. shit.
0: <laughs> It's a visual show. It's just part of uh, some of the packaging that, that we can run throughout the series.
2: Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, it'll be good. Like it good. All right. <laughs> this is my top three Tourette's responses. Fuck! Mm-hmm. Shit! Can't. Thank you.
0: Did you watch the, did you see the South Park? Where, yeah, yeah, uh,
2: Cartman yeah. Is, becomes, yeah. He, Cartman becomes. Uh,
1: Cartman, by the way, was gonna fake that he had Tourette's and, Right, uh, right. but literally I was like in the chair like oh, dying man. laughing on it's that. hilarious. It was so funny, but hilarious. <laughs> but uh that was a great episode. I just watched it like a couple nights ago.
2: They're great. Yeah. They're genius. <laughs> that show is so out. Do you know
1: those guys at all? Have you no, ever I haven't these? met
2: them. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah I think they're the really show. they're really they awesome. show.
1: Les Claypool did the uh, the music, the music yeah. for that yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, speaking of Larry and lesson, I remember when I first moved to New York, I was like, her? there was a... Club called the Marquee that no longer exists. Yeah. I don't even know what the Marquee what is, is now. Marquee? You were at the Primus show. Yeah. I was outside the Primus show. And oh, the, I couldn't get in. Like, the the Marquis was I'm on Forty Third Street. Like, for yeah. No. <laughs> into oh, okay. Back then I, I couldn't get in. I stood there and oh, that then I was, went the home it was the sold Academy. was the Academy. Yeah. Get in, so that was my. But I was like a big fan. Yeah. Me too. Amazing. I think it's really creative man. Yeah. I mean, what I think is great about your creative is that you know like. You know, that's a perfect band that I used to know about. Now I, I know about your career. And the, I think it's cool that you guys all know each other.
2: Dismissive apprehensions Don't waste your
0: time
2: On coffins today
3: heard was Empty Walls by Serge Tankian. Great stuff. And we had a great hang with Serge there. And uh, once again, talking metal, hanging out, drinking beer, having a good time.
1: Yeah, we were at the Circus Bar, one of our favorite hangs in New York. We haven't been there for a while, despite the fact that it's been Always one of our favorite hangs, and that is due to the fact that we've been super, super busy. I was actually working. there a couple oh, weeks you were? ago. Yeah, okay. a
3: couple <laughs> weeks ago. Maybe maybe even last week. Yeah. Who were you there with? Uh, I met up with Gary for a drink there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Just briefly, they remodeled it. Yeah, by I know. Way. Remember,
1: they put yeah. white couches in there and stuff. If you, if you guys watch Fuse, which we hope you do, because Talking Metal is on Fuse, uh, you will also see a commercial with the Velvet Revolver. It, it's probably not airing anymore, but it was a video make Velvet Revolvers video contest, and you see the band sitting in this red rounded booth. That is actually the Circus Bar in that commercial.
3: Cool. I just wanted to clear up a few things. Despite what you have read or heard, Fuse does not own Talking Metal. It does not own the Talking Metal name. Talking Metal is owned by John and myself, and it will continue to be a podcast which is separate from Fuse. We appreciate Fuse giving us the rights to air some of the interviews uncut, but uh, Talking Metal is its own entity and was not purchased by Fuse, like I read on uh, some website somewhere. Uh, What else? Um... We do not edit the Talking Metal on Fuse shows. People have complained that we edited this out or edited that out. Uh, we have a great producer and a bunch of great editors who work on the show. Uh, and, you know, the show is only 20-some minutes long. So, obviously, you know, we sat down with Mike Patton or we went toy shopping with him for a full hour. And that the way it broke down was they only used less than five minutes of it. Somebody wrote in that they couldn't believe we used more of Don Dockin than Mike Patton. And, and you know what? It, it wasn't really our call. That's um, just the way it played out. We did a probably more than an hour-long interview with
1: Dockin. Right, and we did 13 hours with Zach Wild and edited it down to a 20-some-minute TV show, which I yeah. think was awesome, by the way. I have to say that that is one of my favorite episodes. The highest-rated show of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: And the highest-rated original Fuse show of the week i believe right i think so
1: yeah i got to take a look at the uh, stats on that
3: yeah so the interviews we did on the Fuse show they were all long we did long interviews with everybody and unfortunately you're not going to hear all of those but they are allowing us to broadcast a few of them to you here on the podcast you just heard the surge one today so stay tuned for and some thank more you ones.
1: fuse for allowing us to broadcast these great uncut interviews yeah
3: once again talking about a live this tuesday check us out in the evening, 4 p.m. for you people out in California on the West Coast. Please tune in.
1: And I want to let you guys know that although Friday night is the normal Talking Metal on Fuse night, I'm for some reason thinking that a one hour block of Talking Metal on Fuse is on this week on Thursday night instead of Friday night. So please check your local listings. Uh, we try to keep up on all that, but it's just sometimes a little bit impossible to keep up on every single thing that's going on yeah, with check Talking your- Metal
3: check your digital cable guide for sure. A lot of Guns N' Roses news this past week. Uh, Dr. Pepper is saying they'll give everyone in America free Dr. Pepper if Axel releases Chinese Democracy this year. I did speak with Dr. Pepper and they say the at this time they said the band is not involved in their campaign and the record label is not involved. So, and again they said at this time, so I don't know what that means. Axel said he was completely surprised by the announcement. Uh, And then the next day, Axel issued another press release, you know, two in in two days, which is crazy because it's been pretty quiet in the the Guns N' Roses camp for a while, stating he has new management. So that's exciting.
1: Yeah. And you know what also is pretty neat is that uh, he did say that he would share his uh, can with Buckethead.
3: Yeah, that was pretty cool. And confirmed that Buckethead is on the record, Chinese democracy. So good stuff there. Uh, That's about it for me. I want to play one more song and maybe get out of here. you have any more news, John?
1: I'm trying to think, and uh, the answer is no
3: at this time at this time you heard
1: something about ricky rocket today i don't know if we should uh
3: oh yeah tmz was reporting that uh he was arrested for rape so it's pretty serious charges i hope uh they're not true Actually, we
1: hope that that is absolutely not true and the only reason we're bringing it up is because we want to let all of the listeners know that just because you read something online or hear something in the media that does not mean it is absolutely true and You know, I've been a fan of Ricky Rocket forever, and until somebody is proven guilty of something, I do not believe that it's true or false or whatever. Right,
3: right. Yeah, and we should know that. There's been plenty of stuff, uh, especially with the Fuse show that was written about us or the the podcast or the television show that uh, wasn't
1: actually factually correct. Correct. And I want to stress to everybody, just because we finished season one of Talking Metal on Fuse doesn't mean that you should stop... Tuning into Fuse. Tune into Talking Metal on Fuse. Uh, episodes will continue to be rebroadcast uh, frequently on Fuse. Over so and please over check and over. it out. Yeah. So you know, keep watching Talking Metal on Fuse to keep metal alive. Yeah.
3: Dan watched a bunch of episodes last night. What did you watch, Dan? saw so the uh, Zach Wild one. Zach. Uh, yeah. And, uh, the, nur- the, was that the
0: nurse.
3: The, the nurse. See, I got a
1: text from Dan saying the metal nurse is hot. Yeah, she was hot. Man.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Can't, she was an can't his, I Can't argue that.
1: As his faith, I couldn't believe how cool Faith was when she brought me that bottle of Kiss wine. Oh, yeah, that, that was, was so definitely
3: nice, cool. But, and they left it in the the cut uh, too, yes, which yeah. I thought was cool. Cool. By the way, Thomas from the band Verismo. Oh yes. uh Stopped by here yesterday. uh wow. He called me and and brought us a bottle of wine from Hungary. I wrote oh, him a amazing. letter t- trying to get his citizenship sorted out and. Anyways, it, it helped out a lot, he said, and uh, he now has a work visa in this country. So he's back. Great. in Hungary hungry for a Thomas. while. He is back. We'll play some more Verismo at some point. Very but, cool. Uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Cool. This is a band. They sent a CD in, Retro Demon. It's good stuff. It's on iTunes. Use the link in today's show notes to purchase this track for your iPod, for your computer. Uh, when you use those links, it opens up your iTunes and puts you right in touch with the, the track, and we actually get a little kickback on that, so it helps us out. And, uh, Millions. Yeah, that kickback has gone up with the Fuse episode, actually. I think the $3 checks that we were getting each month are now up to about 5 or $6.
1: That's we are rich. Yeah. We are rich, man. Cool. All right, man. You uh, you good? I'm good. Anyway, yeah, I'm just kidding, guys. Thanks for using those links. It's, it's really cool. And uh, thanks for listening to Talking Metal. Thanks for watching Talking Metal on Fuse. Keep doing both. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, all of you hardcore Talking Metal people will be curious to hear what you think. So do that. And check out TalkingMetalForums.com. Yes. Send us an email.
3: On MySpace, which is talking or MySpace dot com slash Talking
1: Metal. <laughs> I want to mention one more thing. We have so many like websites and stuff now. But when we started, this it was TalkingMetal.com. dot com. Now we've got like four hundred things. At the end of every show, we've got to like you know have like some kind of teleprompter to tell us how many different websites we've got. But I want to stress that the Talking Metal jams, the uncut and uninterrupted in, uh, jams, are now streaming on the fuse talking metal website which is fuse.tv slash talking metal go to the video section and you can not only see the till the end video have you seen that yet? yeah, yeah the uncut awesome. one yeah. yeah the uncut till the end is up it, it's there.
3: weird most of them are uncut but they actually still edited seek and destroy yeah yeah uh, that which is... is kind of a drag but right whatever. right
1: hopefully you know maybe we can have so we that we change. played
3: we played seek and destroy exactly like the Kill 'Em All version, right. you know, as far as the 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 length that the song, the different parts of the song repeat, but they have it cut up a little bit on. Yeah, on that the you're right.
1: The, like for example, the Motorhead song is Uncut. there's like three yeah. extra verses in it or something, and uh, um, the Zach song. Um, to me, I believe is a little bit longer, and uh, you know, there's no talking. All of you, they might edit
3: the beginning of that Zach song. Yeah, I know. I, I think that there was the a little original, edit, at but, the v- uh, very beginning. But anyways, most of the stuff is unedited. That's right. up there, yeah.
1: And and plus, there's no talking during it. So, like, uh, I know uh, some of you have uh, stated that you would like yeah. to hear the songs without the little commentary over it. And uh, go check them out at fuse.tv/talkingmetal, and then click on the tab that says video cool all right guys this is retro demon help these guys
3: out they're an independent band i think they sound great buy their track using the link in today's show notes have a good night and get ready for episode 200 a couple major major guests will be on episode 200 <laughs> later take care
2: that's good cool